Hey, hey, party people. I'm your host, Taylor Ryan, owner and lead planner at Lemons and Willow Event Management. With a decade of experience in catering, venue management, HR, and wedding planning, I'm here each week with industry friends to answer questions from real couples about how to tackle the unexpected things that pop up when planning a wedding. I'm here to make sure you feel heard in your planning journey, and I'm bringing along some of the best wedding pros in the industry to offer insight and wisdom to help you along the way. We're all here to help you have the wedding day you've always dreamed of and avoid the big mistakes we've seen over the years. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Engaged Wedding Planning Advice Podcast. Today, we are going to answer some questions from couples about writing your own vows, what you and your officiant should be discussing pre-wedding day, and how to structure your ceremony. Joining me today is one of my favorite officiants to work with, Mr. Lim Leroy. Lim has been involved with weddings for 35 years now, both in music and as an officiant. Lim, welcome to today's Engaged. Great to be here. Thanks, Taylor. So, Lim, for the unlucky people out there who have not gotten the pleasure of meeting with you and working with you, um, can you tell everyone a little about yourself and the services you offer? Absolutely. Well, you said over 35 years. So I have been an ordained minister for about 25 or so years, but I really got started when you asked me one of those questions before playing piano for weddings. So Mm -hmm. I did get started when I was like 13 or 14 years old playing for weddings all (laughs) over Northeast Georgia, where I'm from and everything. Um, uh, But yeah, so I, I grew up outside of Athens, Georgia, a little small town, you know, water tower town, as they say. And a wonderful family with just lovely place to grow up. And uh, yeah, started playing piano for for, uh, weddings and for my church. And so all of that kind of stuff was the foundation for getting involved in officiating weddings. Um, But uh, yeah, so I went to the University of Georgia, got my music degree from there. There's a piano major, uh, vocal stuff as well. And um, because I was involved in church, I used uh, that degree for church work um, and then just loved being a minister. And so it became full time. And you just do what you do when you become a full time vocational minister. You get ordained. And so right out of graduating from University of Georgia, uh, got ordained at my little small church there in Athens and uh yeah, continued playing for weddings and helping plan weddings and started officiating weddings along that okay. time. Moved to Florida to be in a church there for a little while that I've been in the Charlotte area for uh, about 21 years. So a large church here in Charlotte and Matthews actually called me to be their worship pastor. So I would do two or three weddings uh, a year for the last 25 years. And then, um, uh, yeah, just started doing it a little bit more during covid because all the venues were shut down. So couples still wanted to be married. Mm -hmm. So they asked me to come and I would go to their backyard or meet in a park or whatever and uh, do a simple ceremony. But then the venue started opening up and then the floodgate of weddings started happening. And Mm -hmm. the knot reached out and said, hey, would you be on our team? There's a shortage of efficiency. And I was like, sure. And uh, that's been the last four years since I've been on the knot and kind of you know, been out there. But yeah, full-time minister in the area, but also basically a full-time wedding officiant. And you have officiated how many weddings now? Uh, in the 25 years of actually officiating, it's been close to 500. That is awesome. That is really cool to be a part <laughs> of that many people's special days. Because yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, fun. the only 
vendor you actually need to get married is an officiant. So uh, people don't realize how important you guys are. And a lot of times I feel like it gets looked over until uh, way too late in the game. So I'm glad that you've kind of found a good spot to get in there and, you know, help those couples. Cause that's when we met was, you know, yeah. right after, right mm-hmm. there at the end of COVID where people couldn't find anybody to marry them. And so that's right. I know a lot of people yeah. are very appreciative for you and your services. <laughs> well, I love it. I love meeting new couples. I love taking them through this milestone moment in their lives. You know, the happiest moment, as they say, sometimes of, of your life. So it's a, it's a joy and a pleasure to do what I do. And out of those 500 weddings, how many couples normally come to you for advice, writing their vows or setting up the way they want their ceremony to flow? I would say definitely the majority of couples mm-hmm. are wanting me to help them structure the the service. Probably about half of those couples want help writing personal vows. Um, but I always tell them I don't try to reinvent the wheel when it comes to a wedding ceremony. Most couples want a traditional feel. You know, they want the mm-hmm. processional in. Um, they want to say the I do's, which are called the questions of intent. Um, they want to hear, you know, some kind of speech from the officiant. They want to exchange vows, rings, and then pronounce them, kiss, and then presentation. That's the basic flow of a ceremony. But about half of them are interested in wanting help if they do want to write personal vows. And I'm happy to help them with that. Yeah. What's the most difficult part of deciding on the ceremony flow? Is it the vows or is it something else? There's not really a most difficult part. There's, there, there are a few challenges though. That's probably yeah. the best <laughs> way to say it. And and the first thing that comes up is length of ceremony. Couples, um, especially if they come from uh, like a, a religious background, especially Catholic ceremonies can be a long, they, they will be a long ceremony, oftentimes as much normal, as an yes. hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so first off, the, one of the challenges is length, but usually couples uh, that are working with a wedding planner or a venue kind of have an idea of about a 30 minute ceremony. And so while it may be challenging for them to think about, oh, goodness, how do we cram all of these great things into 30 minutes? You can do it. You can you can do it. And that's one of the things that an efficient can help you with is to structure that ceremony. But the second challenge is for some couples, how religious or non-religious they want the ceremony to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if they come from a specific denomination, um, you know, whether it's uh, Catholic or Baptist or Lutheran or non-denom, um, you know, how much does religion play a part in their ceremony? Um, and, you know, I give them advice and consult them with that to go, hey, you know, I'm here for you. And I do, I'm a minister. I come from a Christian background. And obviously my perspective is is Christian but I'm here to serve you as the couple. Mm -hmm. So I help them determine and overcome that challenge of structuring the right balance of what they want in the ceremony and and how their faith um, plays a part in that. And then the third challenge would be vows. Um, Some couples are like, oh, we're so nervous. We're so nervous. We, We know we've got to write our own vows. And I go, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, they, you know, they've just been to, because most couples don't attend a lot of ceremonies. I'm, I've worked with some couples that um, they've only been to one or two. So that's their only experience. Or they watch a royal wedding on TV or something. I was going to say, they see or all the, the stuff. movies. <laughs> 
playing that's in right it. that's right are all the yeah the sappy kind of stuff the sentimental things um but i'm like yeah and i'll help you write your own vows if you want to um but don't yeah don't let that be a challenge uh you don't have to do personal vows traditional vows are, are wonderful um but if you want to personalize the ceremony a little bit more then having or writing your personal vows is a great way to do that Okay, awesome. Well, that is a great segue into our questions we have waiting on us today. Our first question today comes from Lisa Lou 22. My fiance and I are wanting a very traditional Christian ceremony, but we're also not the most formal people in the world. And we want to make sure the feel of the ceremony isn't too serious and reflects our lightheartedness. How do we go about this, but not risk underplaying how seriously we're taking our marriage? I hope this question makes sense. Uh, Lynn, why don't you get us started on this question? Yeah, sure. So I really feel like every ceremony should be personalized. It needs mm-hmm. to be personalized. So what what I what I try to do is in our first consultation to hear the couple's story, um, and then I usually ask them a few questions to to come back with me uh, or to to write out uh, answers to some questions about why do you want to marry your your fiance? Um, you know, all the a few questions that help me personalize their ceremony. Sometimes I have them write out their their story um but in all of that i try to find the balance between the sacred or the serious or however you want to phrase that and the lighthearted. um mm-hmm. because m- most of my couples i would say 99 percent of my couples want a balance between the two mm-hmm. um and oftentimes they have been to a ceremony where it's an extreme one or the other like it's a stand-up comedy routine at the wedding and they're like, Oh no, that's just, that's too much. Or they've been to a wedding where it, it feels like, you know, a stiff it's so church stiff service and structured. Yeah. 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 Almost too serious, you know, where the efficient's just reading out of the book and dearly beloved, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I really try to find and couples should really try to find an efficient that they feel comfortable that can have that balance between yes. knowing them. You can't, you know, spend a ton of time with every couple, but you need to spend enough time to know their story and to, to find those lighthearted moments out of their story and mm-hmm. blend them in and, and have a, have a good, strong uh, ceremony with a balance of, of the two. And also lighthearted moments in a ceremony happen whether you want them to or not. And yeah. that's what I always <laughs> tell couples. I'm like, something's going to happen. You know, somebody's going to sneeze or, or uh, he's going to say something a little crazy and you're not, you're not expecting to laugh, but you will. So, and I try to help the couples relax from the time I get to the venue to the time the ceremony's over, but always having a balance between the sacred and the lighthearted that makes, I think for a really strong ceremony and an enjoyable ceremony for everybody. I agree. I feel like your ceremony should always feel like you as a couple, because I mean, you can put your personalities into your vows and you can let Mm -hmm. your officiant know like what verses of scripture you want or what type of ceremony you're wanting. Mm -hmm. But there's ways to tie in your faith and then also tie in your personality. Like I've had couples Mm -hmm. worship together during their ceremony, which is Mm -hmm. super Mm -hmm. powerful and so sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, or having their friends and family come up and praying over them during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. You know, those are mm-hmm. ways to just really kind of tie in like that serious part of your faith. Um, 
mm-hmm. but also, you know, during your vows, like you can make those as serious or not serious as you want. I think there's always a good, mm-hmm. a good balance between that. But you can find a good line, you know, like for example, in my vows, I was making, you know, promises in my vows and I was like, I promise not to get angry with you when I find air conditioner parts in the washer and dryer because my husband owns there a heating and air conditioning business and I constantly <laughs> am pulling parts and stuff out. But, you know, Perfect. there were serious parts too about like how much mm-hmm. I appreciated him and like that he's the right. best gift that God's ever given me. So like there's a good yeah. way to stick yeah. both of those things in there. And like right. Lim said, I think it's really important to have meetings with your officiant because I feel like a lot of people are like, again, very last minute being like, oh, crap, the wedding's in a month and we don't have an officiant. We'll just hire whoever. And they hire them mm-hmm. online and then they don't talk to them until wedding day or until the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, that, yeah. like I said, this is the only vendor you actually need to get married. Make sure you're right. taking it seriously yeah. to find somebody who fits the mm-hmm. vibe that you're wanting. And then also that can right. get to know you a little bit and put your story mm-hmm. into it. Cause this is the most important part of your wedding. You don't want to yeah. have a beautiful party, but then have a ceremony that means absolutely nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a very good word. Find your efficient early. I always say, get your venue. Maybe I don't know how you feel about the order of things, but I'm like, if you know that you've got a date, um, if your date's flexible, whatever, but find where you're going to be married first, you know, do that. And then if, if you want to, to get that wedding planner, I strongly suggest getting a wedding planner, a, a nod to Taylor and her services <laughs> here because that. she does a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful job. And I think every bride, no matter what size or style of ceremony, you need a wedding planner, uh, at least a month <laughs> of is what I think. But, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think, and then get your efficient, um, early in the process. Like I'm, yeah. I'm typically booked up about a year in advance right now. So okay. my, uh, you know, the, As most vendors are the late, right. Yeah. So late September through early November prom season, um, you know, April, May prom season. So, uh, my October for this year was booked, you know, sometime like last summer or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, get the venue, get the planner and get the efficient. And then, you know, uh, you want your other vendors as well, but those three things I would say for sure, get early as you can. At a minimum, you need your efficient six months out. I feel like, because Mm -hmm. that gives you enough time to really think Mm -hmm. about what you want your ceremony to look like and give them time to get to know Mm -hmm. you. Um, you know, I I always, I'm, I'm different than most people on like the order you should get things. I'm like, you know, what are your priorities and kind of go from Mm -hmm. there based on what you really want. But again, this is the one vendor you actually need. So get it early. (laughs) Yeah. Top priority there for sure. Today's episode of the Days and Engage podcast is brought to you by the Southern Charm Bridal Show. You are invited to our specialty bridal show on February 25th, 2024 from 1 to 4 p.m. at Southern Charm Events in Rock Hill, South Carolina. With over 40 of the Charlotte and Rock Hill area's best vendors there, you are sure to find the wedding vendors you've been looking for. From catering and photography to tuxes and hair and makeup, the Southern Charm Bridal Show is your one-stop shop for all things wedding planning. Grab your free tickets now on Eventbrite or pay $5 admission at the door. We can't wait to meet you. Our next question is from Bookworm Boo. 
Words are my love language, but not exactly my fiance's. I really want to write our own vows, but he's pretty stuck in the mud about wanting to do traditional repeat after me vows. Is there a way to compromise or win him over to my side? Oh, I feel your pain because me and my husband are the same way. (laughs) Uh, Well, absolutely you can. Uh, You may not win him totally, or you may not win her. Sometimes it's the groom that wants to do the personal vows. Mm -hmm. Um, And the bride's like, I don't want to speak in front of anybody. Well, I say you can do both, you know. And so if there's a compromise, if you're trying to woo your spouse or your fiance to come over to do personal vows, it's okay to do both in, in a ceremony. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do both re- traditional repeat after me vows and personal vows, you, you need to trim the personal vows down a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> the traditional vows are, you know, they are what they are. They're not very long, but they're, you know, very strong and traditional and, you know, making commitment statements. Um, and then you can have a little bit more stress-free personal vows. So I like it when couples want to do both because I think it takes the pressure off of writing the quote, perfect personal vows. Cause yeah. so, so oftentimes brides, you know, have, you know, they just have that stress of writing their own vows. I'm like, you don't need to stress about it. Um, I can help you through that, but do the traditional vows and personal vows. It's okay. Um, The other thing that you can do is you can do, if you've got one or the other, um, the, the bride or the groom that may be a little nervous about, you know, bearing their heart in front of everybody with personal vows. I totally get that. They can do that at the first look. If they're doing Mm -hmm. the first look, they can do personal vows at any private moment, create a private moment. That's a whole nother topic. Have it, have a, have a private moment at some point on your wedding day where it's just you and your spouse and you can just, you know, have some water or sip a little champagne or whatever and just take a deep breath. You know, I like for that to happen right after the ceremony before they go off and do pictures and meet and greet and all that kind of stuff. But it's in that moment that I think is a great time to do personal vows, private vows. Yeah. And make sure you hire a videographer to record that and use it as the voiceover in your wedding film. (laughs) Cause that is like the sweetest to be able to listen back to your video and hear your spouse, Mm -hmm. like say those vows again. But my biggest advice, cause I know this is probably causing a little bit of, you know, back and forth with you and your fiance. Don't let this be a point of contention. First, like let your Mm -hmm. fiance explain why he doesn't want to do this. Because (laughs) I mean, it might be just the fact that he's afraid he's going to cry or he, you know, doesn't necessarily know what to say. And those are easily things that you can talk through. And like Lim said, there's so many different options of being able to do personal vows, but maybe not necessarily say them in front of everybody, like having a private Mm -hmm. first look, or Mm -hmm. you could write him a letter to give to him pre-ceremony if you're not doing a first look. So he can have those words forever. Mm -hmm. And again, with videographers, I've seen couples read their letters out loud to the videographer Mm -hmm. and they can use that as a voiceover. Um, but then he can keep those words forever if it's on paper and you could do the same because Public speaking is really hard for some people. You know, obviously people like me, I could talk to a brick wall and not have any problems, but there are some people that that (laughs) is like absolutely the worst thing they could ever imagine. And just because it's not uncomfortable for you doesn't mean that it wouldn't be uncomfortable for him. And also if, if this is the only thing he's requested on the wedding day, like you know, most grooms are like, you can do whatever you want. Like I support you. This is, you know, your party, you make it as 
pretty and whatever as you want. But if this is the one thing he's asking for, there's probably a reason, you know, there's probably something and you don't want him going into your wedding day, feeling anxiety ridden over having to bear his soul in front of 150 people. I mean, another option is you could do a private ceremony with just the two of you and your officiant Mm -hmm. or, you know, your Mm -hmm. parents and Mm -hmm. the bridal party, because he might be more comfortable writing his own vows. And if he only has to say it in front of Mm -hmm. your inner circle, but some people just literally would freeze and be terror stricken having to say things like that in front of that many people. So make sure that you're actually asking why it's so hard for him because it might, you might just see it as like, Oh, he's just being difficult and doesn't want to do what I want to do, but there could be a serious reason behind it. (laughs) Right, right, right. True. Very true. Those are all some really good points for couples right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they need to feel like, yeah, they just need to feel like no pressure. You know, you, you don't want your yeah. wedding day to, to, to feel like you're on, you know. So I, I love for couples to have options. And, and yeah, for sure, way to compromise for, for either one. But don't don't try to, yeah, like you said, there's a reason sometimes. Don't try to pull your spouse over to your side because you're, 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 you're starting your, uh, your married life out, uh, on a negative when you're trying to do, you're trying to coerce or manipulate your, your, your spouse, your future spouse. Don't do that. Just the best way to love them is talk to them about it and And say, Hey, you know, I totally, totally understand. But if she or he really wants to do personal vows, yeah, write them down and, um, you know, I, I think those are, are great, but it's compromise, man. That's one of the, the best ways to have a strong, healthy marriage is compromise. You've got to have yeah. balance in all things in your life, balance in your, your, your marriage relationship. Yeah. I mean, I said it at the beginning of the question, you know, this is very, very much me and my husband, you know, again, I could talk to a brick wall and he is a man of very few <laughs> words, but when he says stuff, it's very purposeful and very profound. Yeah. And, um, that was a conversation when we got married is he wasn't sure Mm -hmm. about doing personal vows at first. And I explained to him why I wanted to, but the compromise we came to is he was worried that his vows and my vows wouldn't kind of match up. Like one of us would be too serious and one of us would be too Mm -hmm. funny. So the compromise was we had to let each other read them beforehand and make sure that they were kind of full in length and like, you know, yes. tone. Um, and right. so that might be yeah. something that your fiance is worried about too, that they're right. just worried that you're going to do a better job than them or they're not going to match. Um, or they're going to say yeah. three sentences and you go on and write a book. So mm-hmm. it, yeah. that might be something you can compromise on. Make sure that you have either your efficient or someone you trust read both sets of vows. Don't mm-hmm. wait till the last minute um, on writing and get them to somebody who can review them and make sure content wise, you know, you don't want to have him doing 30 seconds and then her two minutes. And I've sensed that from some couples. I'm like, oh, just don't, don't be so pressure ridden. Don't, don't, don't get stressed out about it. Yeah. I'll help you. I'll help you. <laughs> Cause that's the thing they don't realize. <laughs> help <me> help like, <laughs> yeah. Right. The efficient, uh, you know, they think, well, they're, you know, performing a ceremony. That's what they do. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a big aspect or a big part of what I do for you. But it's also, you can text me anytime we can set up a call. It's unlimited consultation. So I'm like, Hey, we will set up usually two video calls or get together yeah. or whatever else. But I'm I'm here, you know, I'm your, you know, if you, if you're out, coming from out of state, I'll be your minister. I'll be your pastor through this. 
let me help you and I'll help you with the vows. And, um, you know, I don't do just because I'm a full-time minister, I don't have time to do premarital counseling, but, uh, my father-in-law who, you know, and was on the podcast. Yep. If you guys haven't listened to episode six with Dr. Clay Barnes, that's Lim's father-in-law. There you go. Very important episode. Please go back and listen to it. It's so good. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, but, uh, he does premarital counseling, does a wonderful job. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, if you have someone doing your premarital that you can talk about vows or, or, you know, especially if it comes to a a point of contention. Yeah. You need to work through that. Um, but I can help them just in our consultations about the ceremony. That's, that's what I do. I'm happy to do that. All right. Our next question is from Muggle is Real. My partner and I aren't the most religious in the bunch, and we're having a hard time finding an officiant for our wedding that's not a priest. The state we live in says they don't accept online ordained ministers, so having a friend marry us isn't an option, and we don't want to go to the courthouse. What do we do? Are we stuck with an overly religious sermon for a ceremony? Um, Quick answer to that is no. Uh, There are some ministers like Lim who are pastors or priests, and they offer to customize your ceremony based on your wants Mm -hmm. and needs. Lim said that earlier, you know, a good officiant is going to be there to help you. And pastors Mm -hmm. are people who are normally usually willing to work with you. Their purpose and their jobs are to love people and show God's love to them, Mm -hmm. not just shove it down your throat. And I know several who would be willing to do a non-religious ceremony just for the opportunity to show you love and to help you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I know you said you don't want to go to the courthouse, but I mean, if it's, if there's somebody you really love, like your grandparent or your friend that you want to have marry you, you can go to the courthouse and be like officially married on paper and then have a friend or family member stand in as officiant on wedding day since the legal part's already taken care of. I have a lot of people do that actually, because North Carolina is one of those states where they don't necessarily recognize certain types of quote unquote ordained ministers. And Mm -hmm. so if I know that that might not be your first inclination, but you don't have to celebrate that as your wedding day. I have a lot of couples who Mm -hmm. get that taken care of beforehand and then celebrate their wedding day as their actual anniversary. So that's a couple Mm -hmm. options. Lim, what do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can go to the courthouse or, or find an efficient. So I've got, and uh, you know, I have lots of efficient friends uh, in, in the area and we all offer different, I hate to say packages, but different tiers of service, you know, for a mm-hmm. couple. And one of those tiers of service is a civil ceremony. Um, you know, I, it happens all the time, you know, a couple wants to get married in Jamaica or, you know, go to Europe or whatever. And, but they want to be legally married before they go. So they'll contact me. Um, I'll meet them in a park or come to their condo or meet them in their backyard. And if it's in North Carolina, you just need two witnesses. If it's in South Carolina, no witnesses are needed. It's just me and the couple mm-hmm. and they can bring their, their dog boo too, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I provide that service to couples that are like, Hey, we, we, we just, the courthouse seems so cold or sterile. We just want a legal ceremony. We don't want it to be big, just legal. We don't want it to be too special, but we do want to be legally married. And so I love to provide a service that I like to say is a courthouse service, but it's much nicer. It's more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take a long time. You know, it's 10, 15 minutes um, because the legal aspect of the, of the ceremony, a lot of couples may not know this. There's only one truly legal part of the ceremony, and those are the questions of intent. 
and that is, John, do you take Mary to be your lawful wedded wife to have and to hold? You know, there's other things you ask yeah. to this from this day forward. And of course, he says, I do. Uh, and then she says the same thing in response to that. I mean, we could be done and go home at that point, legally speaking. Um, yeah. So that's basically what you get in the courthouse. But I provide that, um, at, you know, literally 10 minutes and then we sign, I sign the paperwork. So, yeah, to, to that, you know, person that's asking that question, you're not stuck with an over, overly religious sermon um, or, you know, anything like that. If, if you just want a very simple ceremony and you don't want to go to the courthouse, uh, an efficient can can step in there and do that mm-hmm. for you. And I think again, this is speaks to the point we were talking about earlier. You need to take the time to talk to a couple different officiants and see who's going to fit mm-hmm. you best. Because if right. the first person you talk to is like, "Well, I'm going to, you know, preach at this," or "I'm like, I have to do mm-hmm. this." Yeah. That might just be their own convictions, not necessarily what they have right. to do legally. Um, so yeah. that's why it's important that's to right. talk to a couple of different people and see, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to fit you best as a couple. Yes. Our last question today is from Dolly for Life. First of all, I love your code name because also Dolly Parton is life. I get you. Um, I am having having the hardest time writing my vows. I don't want to cry while saying them, but I definitely want to be heartfelt and sincere. But like, what do you even put in these things? This is harder than writing my thesis. There you go. Oh, bless your heart. Okay, Lim, what (laughs) advice do you have for for Dolly? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, again, I, we, you know, we, on the other question, we're talking some about this, but um, yeah. So first thing, best advice I can give is if you, if you do want to write your own vows, don't wait to the last minute to do it. Give yourself some time. I, you know, mm-hmm. start a, a couple months out with a draft um, and, and you and your fiance can sit down and kind of draft some things together if you want to. Yes. Um, you know, ultimately I think it's good that couples don't see each other's vows because I think it's a special moment in the ceremony when they're, you know, they hear it for the first time, but in the onset, that way you can kind of have a little outline or usually one of the two people are going to be a little more type A, right? And so they're going to be like, Hey, we probably need to follow this outline or our efficient said to follow this outline. And so you can start with a kind of a draft together, but number one, best piece of advice is don't wait till the last minute. The second thing. And that will also keep you from being stressed out and not give your wedding planner a heart attack. Cause I have walked into a bridal suite before to a bride writing her vows and I'm like, what you doing friend? And she's like, I thought I knew what I was going to say and I was just going to wing it, but I'm going to write it down. And I was like, Mm -mm. Oh, you're getting married in two hours. Like, what are you talking about? Don't do that to yourself. She was so stressed out. Don't do that. That made me stressed out for her. They turned out wonderful and beautiful, but please don't do that to yourself. There, there is too much to do on wedding day to write your vows that morning. (laughs) Too much. I've only had one success story where the bride was just like, I'm going to win. Actually, both the bride and groom are like, no, we're just, we've got some ideas, but we're just going to be in the moment and do them. And I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm like, oh no, but they were, they were both theater majors. They were both, uh, you know, like Broadway people. Oh, they, they, they did 
awesome. It was wonderful. I do not recommend that in general. <laughs> <laughs> Write it out, get a draft, uh, you know, a month or so in advance. Um, but yeah, so the second thing, don't wait last minute. The second thing, have your efficient or someone that you trust look them both over. We said that, you know, a few moments uh, yes. ago. Have someone look them over. Make sure the you're looking that the content is is even, um, especially length is even. And so I usually, with that, I usually say try to keep your personal vows under two minutes because um, once you start going beyond that, uh, it, it just, you kind of lose people um, yeah. in that. So I, 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 I usually say try to shoot for 90 seconds to two minutes. If it's a little over, a little under, it's all good. It's fine. Um, and practice but, saying them out loud too before wedding day. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, yeah, that's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes have, even, have that once it's been. Even having to write scripts every week for the podcast, like sometimes I'll be reading yeah. through them before a guest hops on and I'll say it out loud and I'm like, well, that made absolutely no sense. I need to retype that. <laughs> so make sure to say it out loud, one for timing, but also to make sure that it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number one, don't wait a last minute. Number two, have uh, someone look them over. Make sure they're evenly keeled, you know, uh, with content. Keep them around 90 seconds to two minutes. And the best piece of advice on writing vows, personal vows, is include more I promise to statements than I love you because statements. I've had a lot of couples give me a draft and it's like, Oh, Nathan, I love you because you make me melt in your arms and the way you speak and your eyes are, go you know, okay, that's great. That That's good. Um, have some, I love you because statements, those are great, but make sure if you're not doing traditional vows and you're only doing personal vows, make sure that you include more, I promise statements in there because yes. vow means promise. You're making commitments. You're making covenant with this person standing mm -hmm. in front of you. And so you want to make sure that that you are telling them what you promise to do as their spouse. And don't make promises you can't keep. Like, I promise to never fight. But you can put things like, I promise to love you <laughs> no, even when yeah. we fight, both during serious fights yes. and when our teams play each other in yeah. the playoffs. Like, that's a good way yeah. to keep it lighthearted, but also like real life. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. don't make promises yeah. you cannot keep in your vows because this, mm -hmm. again, is the most important yeah. word you're ever going to say to this person. Yeah. Like, it needs to yeah. be something you can live up to. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's some of those are some aspirational kinds of things are, are good because even in the traditional vows, you'll have, you know, aspirational things in there. But still, you're right. Uh, you know, make make them things that, you know, you can actually do. Those, those, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's important to be sincere, but allow yourself opportunity to have fun, like, you know, put some of your inside jokes or your fun, you know, personality or something in there that's going to make your partner giggle. Um, you know, the laughs yeah. interspersed with the serious points are going to help you not to cry so much because I know <laughs> you said you're worried about <laughs> crying through the whole thing. There's no promises you're not going to cry, ugly cry if you're an emotional person like I am. <laughs> like you might still mm -hmm. cry even if <laughs> you have the funny parts or even right. if you do them in private like we talked about earlier. Um, because if you're worried about like just sobbing through the whole thing and not being able to make it through it, again, doing that private first look and doing your vows then is a great mm -hmm. chance to just get all that emotion out, get all those heartfelt words out, and then also having time for your hair and makeup artist to touch up your makeup before the ceremony. Mm -hmm. But 
I think my biggest, like when I, whenever couples have asked me about writing vows, my biggest advice would be like, pick your top three to five things that you want your marriage to be built on and the foundation you want to lay mm-hmm. for the rest of your lives and talk about those mm-hmm. things during your vows. Mm-hmm. Like whatever mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. most important to you about, you know, building a family or being there for each other or what you're going to do during hardships. Like that's the things Mm -hmm. that are the most important and then kind of build out from there. Like you can plug in jokes from that. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, plug in the things that you love about the other person around that. But those foundational things that you want your marriage to be built on, that's where you need to start. And that's a good like bullet pointed out. And then you can kind of go from there. Right. And there's, I mean, you know, goodness, there's so many great resources online you know, mm-hmm. um, and you, of course you want to be discerning with a lot of the things that you, that you read there, but you know, like brides.com or the knot or wedding wire, they have some wonderful resources, you know, plug, I'm plugging those things, I guess, probably, but, but no, they're, <laughs> they're, they have some, some very qualified wedding planners and, and people in the wedding industry, uh, including officiants who have great articles online about here's what to include, as you just said, um, in, in your, your personal vows and they, they, a lot of times they'll have a template. So like introduction or, you know, here's three points or you can basically just have write down some statements and plug and play in those. So yeah, take advantage of, of some good online resources. For sure. And I think the last point on that is don't hold back just because you might cry. Again, these are like going to be important, the most important words you're ever going to say to your Mm -hmm. spouse. And it's okay to be emotional. Like it's okay Mm -hmm. for you to cry. Mm -hmm. Like just, take tissues with you. Um, it's, it's all right. If you yeah. want to cry through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I'd say too, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, th- again, just couples should not feel the pressure to create the perfect vow. Um, you know, that's why I love the traditional vows because they, they say it for you. You can't yes. really say them better than the traditional uh, vows. Uh, and I'm happy to, to, to provide those or read them on here if you want me to, but most of the time you can look those up, but they're, they're there and they're, they have stood the test of time. Um, and so I, again, that's why I like having a mix of the traditional vows and some personal vows. So that way it takes the pressure off having to create the perfect statements to your spouse. Yes. <laughs> because as you said, some things you can't really live up to, you can't attain and you don't have to be stressed out going into it. Uh, so don't worry about having the absolute perfect vow to your spouse. Have you been listening to the podcast thinking, man, I wish I could just sit down with someone like this and ask all my wedding planning questions at once. Well, guess what, friend? It's your lucky day. Lemons and Willow Event Management is now offering wedding consulting to anyone. This is a low commitment planning session where you pay $150 for one hour of planning advice. You bring all your questions, a cup of coffee, and we sit down virtually and tackle each question one by one over the course of an hour. You can book this service from anywhere at a time that's convenient for you. And the best part is you're not committing to hiring a planner just yet if you're not ready but you still have access to professional advice. If you'd like to book a call today, head over to www.lemonsandwillowevents.com, click on the packages and pricing tab, and scroll to the bottom where it says wedding consulting. You can book a call straight from the website. We look forward to tackling your planning questions together. Lim, you always just give the best advice. I'm so glad you got to come on the show today. I have a a fun last question for you. What are you listening to on repeat right now? So song, artist, podcast, audiobook, mm-hmm. whatever. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I listen to podcasts occasionally. You know, of course, yours is top on my list, Taylor. Oh, it, thank it you. For everybody. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, I'm a full-time minister at my church. And so my primary responsibilities uh, include the music and worship liturgy of our service. And so I'm listening to, you know, a lot of, you know, worship uh, music all the time. Um, and so <laughs> put this in two kind of categories, but uh, there's a group called City of Light, City of Light mm-hmm. that is constantly on repeat for me. And right now they have a song called Shepherd, which is basically um, centered around Psalm 23, the 23rd okay. Psalm. And about Christ being the shepherd of your life, of your soul, no matter what kind of time you're going through, um, he's there with you. And it's a wonderful, wonderful song. So that song's on repeat because we're probably going to do it this Sunday. And I want to make sure I got the arrangement right. (laughs) But um, but also I just discovered a group called Snarky Puppy. (laughs) Snarky Puppy. Okay. (laughs) Snarky Puppy. And I cannot get enough of them. It's a, a basically a jazz fusion group. Um, okay. And it's a ton of artists that are a part of this group. They've been around, I guess, maybe 15 or so years, but they are just, uh, because I'm a musician, um, I can be pretty critical of music and I can analyze the music a good bit. Oh, and sure. these guys are just a stellar. The quality of what they do is just fantastic. And I try to analyze music when I listen to it because that's naturally what I do as a musician. Yeah. You know, like one chord, four chord, six chord, one, you know. You know, if you listen to country music, it's the same chord structure every song, but that's for another podcast. I don't want to continue, <laughs> but yeah, so Snarky Puppy, it's so uh, fresh and uh, the, the the chord progressions, all these kinds of things are just great. So I listen okay, to, to, um, to them all kinds of stuff, but <laughs> yeah, but if you just want something fun to listen to, if you've got a great sound system, your pods, you know, earbuds or something at home, crank some Snarky Puppy up. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Um, If our listeners want to get in touch with you, Lim, where would be the best place for them to find you online? Yeah, yeah. My website probably is the best place, and that's limleroy.com, or they can find me on Wedding Wire or The Knot, and there's links to Wedding Wire and The Knot from my webpage. But yeah, that's the best place to reach me. Okay, perfect. Thank you again so much for coming on today. You are just awesome. You are most welcome, Taylor. Thank you. To everyone listening, I hope today helped you feel more confident going into your wedding day and you feel like you've got some tools to plan a ceremony that speaks to you as a couple and the confidence to write your own vows if that's what you want to do. If you haven't already, please take a second to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and leave us a review that helps others find the show. Thanks again for tuning in to Days and Engaged and trusting us party people to answer all your wedding planning questions. If you have a burning question and want to answer it on the podcast, head over to at Dazed and Engaged on Instagram and fill out the anonymous form in our bio, or you can email in your question to dazedandengagedpodcast at gmail.com. We might just be talking straight to you next week. Don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe. It helps others to find the show. And tell all your engaged friends, coworkers, heck, even strangers on the street to listen in. Until next week, bye-bye party people.